Welcome to the Becoming a Streamer podcast by Pipeline, where we interview your favorite streamers and learn about their journey to where they are today. I'm your host and co-founder of Pipeline, Snoopy. Today, I'm joined by Sam, also known as Just Zoom. As a new parent, Sam wanted to find a job that was flexible for her to work at home. She was a viewer of Destiny streams back in 2015 when she decided to give it a try herself. Since then, she's gone on to become a full-time creator with over 57,000 followers on Twitch. If you love the episode, then please share it with a friend. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. So before we jump too deep into the podcast, one of the things we always love to do is just get a sense of what platform you're on now, um, how often you're making content, and what type of content you're making. So I am mostly on Twitch. I, I dabble here and there on different um, like YouTube and just the social medias and stuff, but I'm mostly a Twitch content creator. And a little bit about my stream is I'm more of a family-friendly uh, creator. And so I do that five days a week and during the weekdays. It's it's fun. Cool. And how, how long have you been on Twitch now for? Five years. I actually just hit five years. Oh, congrats. A <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. It's a, it's a long time in today's world of streaming. It is. It's wild to think that it's already been five years because I feel like I just started sometimes and then yeah. I have to remind myself, no, you've been here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's crazy because the industry, even though it's been around for a bit, is still just in the early days. Oh, babies. Just... Absolute babies. And finally, it seems like everybody's trying to dabble in it, dip their toes like different brands and stuff like that. They're realizing that there is something to live content creation. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love to wind the clock way back, Sam, to okay. to young Sam. Um, <laughs> five years ago, Sam. <laughs> not not five years ago. I mean, oh, like before, little Sam. Yeah, little little Sam. Oh. I want to wind the clock okay. way back. Where did you grow up? So I'm trying to understand, like, what led you to where you decided to go on Twitch. So where did you grow up? What was in, what was influencing you when you were younger that made you even think about content creation or? You know, I never really even thought about that kind of question, but from a very young age, um, I have elder brothers and I was introduced to video games from very, very young. Um, Super Nintendo, I'm pretty sure was my first system. And so I would get into that. But then when it came to the entertainment aspect, my family started doing these productions with something called the Deaf Action Center. And it introduced me to ASL, so American Sign Language. And so I started doing plays and stuff with them with ASL. And then that progressed into me joining choir and theaters and um, doing a lot of acting and entertainment. And I knew that that's where my passion was and where I knew- What age age are you at this point in time? It's just kind of all throughout life. It really went from probably probably about first grade until my senior year of high school, just doing all this kind of stuff. And initially, so I'm from Louisiana and Louisiana is just some areas, we're just part of little podunk areas, you know, (laughs) there's not much else that I can say. And there's not much growth when it comes to this kind of industry. So I knew I wanted to get out, but I didn't know how. So that was always my step back. And so by the time I started college, I just went for the medical field because I was like, well, it just makes the most sense for the South 
um, in particular. And it was before like Austin was really bumping and New Orleans was producing some stuff and Alabama and everything like they had started, but it wasn't enough yet. Did you have family and, in med school or was it just that no, seemed? I just, well, I wanted to join actually the Air Force, mm. <laughs> but my medical side would not let me. I have asthma. So they were like, mm, nah, girl. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just join this side instead. And so I started college and then I met my now husband and we dated and we got married and he was in the Marine Corps. Um, so we moved out to California because that's where he got stationed. And the rest is pretty much history when it comes to, I finally was in a place where I could thrive and he was, what was he watching? It was back in 2014. He was watching somebody play Oh Destiny. And I was curious. <laughs> like, why are you why are you watching somebody do this and not on YouTube? And he was like, Well, this is live. And so I went on and looked at the directory and looked at different games. So I found games like The Sims. I was like, nobody's gonna be playing that if there's games like Destiny or League of Legends. And I found people playing games that I was really enjoying at the time. And I sat there watching them, I was like, I can do this. Like I could do this. <laughs> so and were you? Were you? You were playing these games avidly at this point with your husband. Was it separate? Was it like a no, joint together. thing? Together. Yeah. No, we've been playing games since we've met. That's um, super cool. So did you meet him? Yeah. You met him in? Were you well, going he, to med school? And he was in the Marine Corps at the time. Yes. Yeah. So that's how we met because our families were both stationed at the same Air Force base, which is it's kind of normal to meet other people who are in the military when yeah. you live in a military town. <laughs> so that's how we met. And he's not in anymore, but yeah, no. Did you finish, did you finish school or did you so, move with him when he got stationed? Whenever we got married, I lost my scholarship and I had kind of planned to get back into college whenever we moved out to California, because, you know, my idea wasn't get into entertainment. It was, all right, I'm a wife now and my husband's in the military. I need to take care of our family. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my thing. And I was going to go back to school. Um, and I started to, and then he was getting out of the military. So we were going to lose that scholarship and everything. And it just became kind of a mess, but we stayed out here. And then I did technical school and got my, um, tech degree in 911 dispatching. So I was going to do that for a bit and just scheduling did not permit for a lot of stuff. And that's at the right time where I found Twitch and yeah. So, so you kind of got here. So did he, was it unrelated? Like you found Twitch on your own kind of behalf? These were, it was like a thing that you talked about was Twitch? Yeah, I found it through him because he was just watching somebody. That's so <laughs> a, cool. Which was a game that we were both playing at the time. So it was interesting. Like it intrigued me. And I'm glad that I took the time to actually dabble in the platform and look at it. But did he try and stream? Mm -mm. No, he he's very introverted and it's just not his thing. But he was so for it. Like he was for me quitting regular job and doing this so that because I was a young mom at the time too so I was a stay-at-home mom and I wanted a job that I could of course do in the house that wasn't like a pyramid scheme and all of these other things that are for moms at home um and it was something that I knew I thrive in which is entertainment so it worked out really really well it sounds like the perfect mesh I just think yeah. it's, it's crazy that you know you were just watching this and you made that decision of like, I'm just going to try this. Yeah. Well, I'm an extreme extrovert. Mm. I'm someone who wants to like get out there and do it because what's the worst that can be told? No, no, it doesn't hurt me. 
that's a great attitude but, so you took yeah. that you took that decision you were like okay i'm gonna try this did you have mm-hmm. any thought of like gonna be this game i'm gonna get this is like my 90 day goals i've gonna like how did those first like few days go um so i started technically in february of 2015 but it was very much a you know dip your feet in the water and see how it feels and i didn't have any kind of setup like nothing i had my xbox (laughs) my connect my college medical books (laughs) which my connect was stacked on so that i could use it as my (laughs) camera And then the Twitch app on my Xbox was snapped so that I could play my game on the same screen as I can see the chat, Um, which I couldn't hear the volume of the game at all. Like it nixes all audio whenever you have it snapped. It's not a thing anymore, I don't think. Like I don't think snapping. So you just just played with no audio? I played with no audio. I I mean, like the stream could hear it, but I couldn't hear it. The thing is I first started streaming Destiny because it was, you know, my favorite game at the time. So I knew all the sounds. It wasn't a problem. Yeah. (laughs) But that's how I started. Um, but connection was always so bad because I was streaming in my room on my bed where my everything was stacked up. And so my husband, um, who was very, very supportive this whole time, he set me up in the living room so that it was closer to the hard line, but not as close still. And so I use my coffee table now with my college books still stacked up so that it's at eye level for my connect camera. <laughs> and so my tv was like up here and i'd look like this the whole time like i have old youtube videos of me just staring like this and people I would come in and be like love what? this it's What's just it's the, <laughs> the kind of thriftiness of it where you're just like this is what i got i'm gonna make it work yeah no that was the thing i never pre-thought goals at all my goal was to do something at home with my life while also being a hands-on mother that was my only goal. Um, so I never thought of 90 days and cause like podcasts and things about streaming weren't a thing. They didn't exist. I, I had nothing to go off of except for what I'm seeing other people do. But even then their content was different than what I wanted to create. I wanted to create a very safe, like family friendly environment that I was not seeing a lot of. Um, so that's kind of where I started. <laughs> Super <laughs> no, cool. Here. So when, you were streaming, you've got your connect, you're, you know, kind of making this thing work and there's like frustrations that are coming that, but you're just kind of getting through them. How was the first, like, say like 30 to 90 days? Like, did, were you getting yeah. viewers at all? Uh, barely. Yeah. Um, probably most of the time it was just my husband. <laughs> so, and that was okay. It was one of those learning experiences of finding words from nowhere you know like you're you're talking literally to nothing so you're commentating on everything um eventually you would have a few people come in here and there you'd find people that like to stick around so you would just automatically mod them with no like thoughts at all because you're like okay yeah sure come mod for me but you, you didn't know anything and know any better on who could actually be bad with power and stuff like that so it was a roller coaster i probably averaged throughout the first few months roughly I want to say probably like seven viewers, um, which is incredible. Like I can imagine having seven people in this room and just talking to them. And that seems wild. (laughs) So it, it was really, really cool for me, but there were a lot of tears, a lot of stress, (laughs) a lot of just frustration of knowing your worth, but not feeling worthy of that at the time. So it, it was a lot of getting out of my head and growing thicker skin when it came to 
you know, internet trolls and all that as well. It was a, yeah. it was a huge learn curve. What was your, what would you say your first big break was? Um, GTA five. So I started streaming cause I was trying to, you know, be a variety streamer, which I knew was already going to be really rough. <laughs> um, but I went from destiny and then I did, um, some, Oh, what's it called? I'm <laughs> blanking. Okay. Other games. <laughs> and eventually I was like, you know, I haven't played GTA five in a really long time and I like this game. So I started playing it and that's when like, community aspect came in because it's a very very online multiplayer game that a lot of people can get in a lot of people can show off things that they've got or um you can do uh different multiplayer game maps that people have made and so that that kind of started the influx um and i got to a point where i got stuck in that game because as soon as I would play something else, my viewership would drop tremendously. And that's before I learned, like, it's okay to play games that make you happy. Like, numbers aren't everything. But, you know, then I was just like, like, am I not worthy of these people? Like, do I suck? Um, am I just, like, terrible and they hate me now? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you, you put a lot of this pressure on you that doesn't need to be there just because of an influx yeah when you were you were you said variety at the start and you knew that that was a harder way to you know yeah. get the traction <laughs> early mm -hmm. when you went to gta how what was the distance or the, the gap between you making that switch to gta was that like a year later year and a half it was probably roughly within that same year um because I, I was trying to be progressive with my growth and figure something out that works for me find your niche so it was definitely in that years probably after like the third 30 not three months or so of just kind of doing destiny oh blade and soul that's what i was talking about oh yeah that's <laughs> the game yeah but that was a very new game and it wasn't big on twitch at all so i went from like my seven viewers to two viewers it's <laughs> like okay i can't do that so i stopped playing a game i was enjoying because my my analytics went down did that change your relationship with streaming Yes. Before it was like, this is fun, you know, this is cool. We're like hacking this together. But then when you seen the analytic fluctuation, did your, your mindset towards it change? Absolutely. It takes something in your brain and you're just like, I want to do what works, not mm. what doesn't work. Um, but I can't lie. I didn't start streaming for fun. I started streaming because I needed a job that worked well from home. Now I knew that it would be a while before that kind of income would even start to happen. Um, but I definitely went in with the mindset that this is my job now. Um, and I feel like it helped me stick to it a lot better because, you know, you have your hard work days and you have your good work days. Mm -hmm. And so I had to look at it that way as a job, but you're allowed to have fun in your job. And I had a blast. So I also looked at it like that and what made me happy, but what also worked well for the stream. Where was it good center ground? So that's kind of how I had to think <laughs> that's super cool i think that discipline early on and knowing that because i think a lot of people when they're first starting out might not have discipline around it which is fine but then i think your expectations have to correlate with that yeah. like you can't expect the world if you're kind of lackadaisical about how you you know approach it mm -hmm. how big a role was it having support because you mentioned your, your husband was very supportive in those early days did it meander off into being your thing and then he did his thing or was it always like a joint like little project these were doing um, kind of a bit of both 
So I'm not very good on the technical side and he loves tech and computers and everything. So in that sense, I guess we both worked really well together because I'm the entertainment. He was the support, like the tech and everything. Um, and he still is, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we've ever really separated much because we still play games together. Um, and I was streaming at night during the time. And so he would be off work and we'd hop into a voice call and just play games. And so he'd be a part of my stream and he still is like, people know him. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it's separate, but together. But he so, understands it, which I think is a huge thing. I think yes. the fact that he knows what you're doing while you're doing it, I think that's probably really helpful. I think the frustration initially with this and like the separation was he was making income because he had a normal salary job. I didn't. And so, you know, we live in California. <laughs> it's, expensive it's expensive here. here. Yeah. yeah. So he, a lot of times, you know, would have maybe possible thoughts of Sam, come on, get a real job, you know, but that didn't last very long. Like when him with that mindset, just because he knew that was not right to say, <laughs> he was like, this is a real job. And it's just, progression you know it's like starting out as the small guy in a firm and then getting up there over time um I, I think having somebody there to support you and not everybody has somebody and that's okay but even like online support you find your friends you find your group and people who are kind of there that understand what you're going through and can also potentially give you advice along the way no yeah. super cool when you got your first paycheck from twitch which is like a hundred dollars um what did you do with it what was your like was it upgrading the connect or like what was the what was the thing that you did so i actually <laughs> was streaming during the stone age basically um there wasn't a thing yet like there was no affiliate i wasn't partnered um donations were very far and few between and so that that really wasn't a thing for me I was partnered before the affiliate program even came out and I'm jealous because I wish I would have had that because <laughs> it's so so helpful but what I would do so we were financially not stable at all like at all my husband just got a military he just got a job and I was not working anymore and so and she knew a kid at this point mm -hmm, yeah yeah, we had a toddler. And any time that I got a donation, 99% of the time it went to groceries because we were doing food pantries and stuff like that because um, we couldn't afford it. And that's kind of like where the thoughts always kept coming. Like, why don't you just get a you know, job, yeah. job outside? Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was rough. <laughs> so food is what I would have to say. We didn't upgrade things for a while. I was on my living room floor for like a good year. And then I got into a car wreck and it like banged up my shoulder really bad. And somebody who was actually from high school, um, he was watching and he donated a chair, this chair, actually, That's this baby's awesome. been here for three years now. <laughs> so he got me off the floor and we moved my little laptop now at the time to my dining room table and I had my chair and that's where I streamed for probably another year and then eventually moved into our third bedroom which is now my office and just over time it's progressed and it makes me so happy to see it from the ground up you can see it, the smile the, the smile on your face <laughs> this is your like you know kind of reflecting on how it was for you it's super cool to see I'm proud of me I, you should I be you should. hard I, I 
I love the story very much. Um, when did you know you could step into like this is my thing? Like when you when you were talking about with your your the decision between you and your husband early on was go get a real job, Sam. This is a real job. Like that that decision making tree. Mm-hmm. When did you go? No, this is the thing that I can justify doing. How many years in was that? Hmm. Probably year two. It, it took a while. Um, I think after I finally was able to get a schedule, because my son, was, he was very young at the time. And so I could only stream when either he was in bed or he wasn't awake and things like that. And it, it was a big roller coaster. And then by the time that like he started school and stuff, I was able to figure out like an actual kind of work schedule. And that's when I began to really thrive because 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 <laughs> people knew when to find me and where to find me and that was very very key to uh probably a lot of my success was having my schedule set in stone in that way i thought of it in my head as okay you're going to work and you know no more being finicky you can't just call into work every day because you're sleepy you know so but i also didn't want to hurt myself so i set up a pretty decent schedule that worked well for me that's i i find that really fascinating because being a parent and having i have no experience there um (laughs) i at some point i will but i i wonder how how did that play into this being your job because like the level of responsibility is not just about you and your husband it's about kid Mm -hmm. and taking care of your kid and providing for your kid so was that responsibility on your mind a lot when you were approaching your content? Was it a separate thing? I'd love to understand the the parenting thing a little more. Yeah, no, it was always on my mind. So that's where I came in with the mindset. I personally don't want to put content out there that my son can't watch Um, because he was getting older and he was able to, um, like when kids YouTube started becoming a thing, it was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, So if he ever wanted to watch mom, which he does, (laughs) I wanted to produce content that, you know, other families could have their children safe watching as well and all of that. Um, And I, like I was saying with the scheduling, I did not do anything until my son was in bed. That way he had mom all the time. Like he had my full attention. Um, And, but that was also right before I learned how important social media was. So I had to start then scheduling when I can be on Twitter and Instagram or when I could post something here and there because I, I wanted to be a hands-on mother and not an absent mother because I'm busy, you know, playing video games. It's how it looks from the outside. So that was, that was very, very, very important to me and being the stay-at-home mom and making sure I had time to do everything like household chores and cooking dinner and just the little things, but they, they matter. They really, really matter. If you're, you're probably already the coolest mom, but you're going to be like, as he grows up, I can just imagine he's like, oh my, you don't know what my mom does though. Oh, he loves telling people. Yeah. He loves it. He, oh my gosh. Anytime his teachers ask him about where he has raised so much money, because he raises tons of money every single year for American Heart Association because his school does that. And teachers get so excited when he's in their classroom because <laughs> they're like, yes. <laughs> our class is going to be number one this year. I love it. He's raised thousands. Like he is proud of his mama and that makes me so proud. 
I'm getting such feel good vibes. This is so good. I love it. I bet our listeners are too. When you, so your your relationship changed. You said about two years in, you were kind of full time in content creation. Have you experienced the ups and downs since then, or has it always been like in a linear? No, 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 definitely ups and downs. Um, kind of leading up to like when I got partnership, I got stuck in GTA Five because my viewership was so high, and. I utilize that as kind of my platform, my push to start applying for partnership. By the way, took 11 times. <laughs> so that was fun. But as soon as I got that, like two days later, that was the last time I ever played GTA 5 on stream because I was miserable, absolutely miserable. And that's one of the biggest roller coasters is knowing when to take care of your mental health and to step away from a game that is although good career-wise it's not good for you and you also want your content and your game style kind of to match up for it to work really well so I was family friendly and very interactive GTA 5 very toxic community <laughs> and you have to be more hands-on and aware of what's going on in game in order to like survive or to do what you need to do in your missions so that was the best breakup I had and ever since then I've probably been my happiest in streaming because I know that people who are sticking around through variety are there for me and that means a lot so there it's a good support group would you prefer never to have gotten that GTA break? No. No, because I think it taught me which games I don't want to stream. <laughs> mm, yeah, good lesson in it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's always a question. It's like if, if you got rated or if you got this, you know, so many people um, see overnight. Is it overnight success? Well, no success is overnight. But is that massive influx um, good or is linear growth better? Um, I truly am a believer in small growth is still growth. So linear growth. And I, I think I am a good testament of that because after I stopped playing GTA, like I, I plummeted back down and I was okay with it is the thing. So I, I reached the partnership and I knew that wasn't the end goal, but I knew I then wanted to really start honing in on who it is I wanted to become and be known as kind of online, but also staying true to myself and who I want to surround myself with. So that's been definitely a journey for sure. So I started from the bottom, went kind of to the middle, got what I was really excited about, went back to the bottom and now slowly it's just been progression. Very, very slow, but it's progression and that's important. Yeah, I think a lot of it, and it's not really talked about enough, it's just the mental aspects of streaming, especially when you're doing it for a long time um, because you will see those cycles and one would think you get better at it, and I guess you do a little bit, get better at being more resilient through those times, but it doesn't make it any easier. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. You definitely get thicker skin. <laughs> yeah. One of um, the questions I wanted to ask you was, as your content develops and you're known for this one thing, do you want to stay being known as the family-friendly content creator, or do you want to branch out and do more? Like, do you want to just own that? And that, cause that makes you happy. It's like your happy place. Or do you like, I want to expand and try all these things. No, I want to stay family friendly because it's not a show for me. I I'm naturally family friendly. Like I'm not somebody who's out gonna, you're going to see cuss and 
do all these different things, which I have nothing against anybody who does love them all surrounded by tons of incredible people, but it is just who I am. And I feel comfortable literally putting who I am on stream because I know I'm the same on screen as I am in person. And that's something I'm very proud of. So. I can imagine it's a lot lighter when you come oh, it feels and so you go much online better. and you're just like, just me. this is me. Yeah. It's, there's no, I don't have to do like 20 jumping jacks before I start. It's just, it's just me. This is who you get. Well, I feel like the extra version helps with that. I'm always ready for the camera. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about um, over the years? Is there any like big shifts you've mentally taken to your content? Um, um, and like your just general approach to being a streamer? Yes. So on the side of motherhood or parenthood in general. Um, so I've actually gone through how many? two pregnancies while being a streamer. And with that comes a lot of mental breakdown um, because this kind of industry and entertainment in general, not just streaming, does not stop for your home life and what you're going through. And that's a big issue with the like mental aspect is because people care, but they don't understand like they're they're not going through it and going through those two different pregnancies I did notice like huge 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 like downfalls in my creation because I was not able to be full-time you know I was sick I was tired I went through birth <laughs> um, and then you've got to heal and handle all that and then kind of start again from the bottom and build back up and then the next one happens and it's just like uh, where do you draw the line on what's more important? And that's actually something I'm struggling with now because all of those pregnancies have been surrogacies. So they're not my babies. Mm -hmm. only, well, I only have my son, but I, you know, I maternally want another one of my own, but I don't think I actually can because I, I won't be able to do the things that I do now and have the schedule I have now. And that's a big like struggle internally for me so it's it's kind of what means a lot to you you know yeah it's something myself and my wife talk about a little bit and mm -hmm. i can't even like pretend to scrape the surface of how much it is on her and weighs on her she's a full-time she's a founder of her own company as well and a very successful oh, company and she's like well if we're gonna have kids i need it like i can't work the way i'm working right now and like that's a mental thing that i can't even i can see yeah we're gonna be fine whatever but it's still not the same of like the the conversation she has to herself and i need to get better at understanding that and you know being there for her and it's it's something it's a work in progress for me You're as a we, human don't worry <laughs> this is true it's hard to understand <laughs> this is true but i could definitely it's it's going to be a bigger part of our lives in the near future and do have a better understanding of what that decision means for any working woman um, and the impact it can have. Um, oh yeah, babies are a game changer. They're a blessing, but they're a game changer. <laughs> Your yeah. whole life changes. But you're also the coolest mom in school. I'm not so. just a mom, I'm a cool mom, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're the, you, you're, I can imagine you're just like the talk of the town amongst his friends. <laughs> his friends are a hoot. They're so funny. They always want to play. Um, they're busy playing Minecraft Dungeons and stuff right now. And so my son's just like, mom, can you just come play with us? And then you're streaming it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. So what does like an average day look like for you now? I 
have my alarm. Well, now that my son's not in school, my alarm is set to 7 a.m. I wake up every weekday morning, 7 a.m. Um, good thing I'm a morning person. <laughs> so that's a fine hour for me. So I wake up, I get ready for about an hour and a half, and then I start streams at 8.30 a.m. And I stream for roughly, roughly 45 hours um, just to like lunchtime or right past lunchtime and stuff like that because then I have either doctor appointments or we have errands that we have to run, so like post office, grocery store, or, you know, it's downtime to hang out with my child, or I have other things like podcasts and all that planned. And then by the time we have dinner, and then it's getting my son like more relaxed and ready to chill for the night. And then we either play games together and then it's bedtime. And I go to bed at the same time because I am not a shattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my stuff all day. I'm ready to sleep. Yeah, I'm someone in bed by like 9 p.m. I, I'm ready to sleep by the time it's bedtime. <laughs> I'm at 9.30 p.m. That's, I don't yeah. even have kids. That, but it that's, just feels yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're just getting older. That's probably normal. Yeah. Just turn it inwards and I just <laughs> reflect on how old we're getting. Um, yeah, that's my normal day. That's, cool, fun. Do you do, so you've got the streams, are you doing any video editing and other content outside of that? No. <laughs> That's why uh, YouTube is probably my biggest issue. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a friend right now who has been taking highlights from my stream and just mashing them all together for me to just post. So grateful for people like that. <laughs> but that that's about it. And then I, I know when I should kind of post on social media. I've kind of gotten what works for me. Um, but normally when I post something, I'm, I'm out. I'm not there to reply. I need to dip because I'm probably doing something with my child. Yeah. So when it's just how it goes. As you're looking forward, you mentioned that thing is like, what do you like? What is what do I want in life? It's a big question. It's a very loaded question. Um, but as you think about your content moving forward, what are your aspirations with your content in the next to like six, 12 months outside of Twitch? Um, not to stop streaming, but to be more progressive on the outside and entertainment and hosting stuff. Of course, right now, that's not the most ideal. So maybe, maybe like 24 months, we'll talk about it <laughs> like in 24 months time, <laughs> but that that's been my thing. And I've done a lot of hosting outside so far. Um, but I'd like to make it more and have some more stability when it comes to that and income so that I don't have to stress so much on just stream mm -hmm. you know because it's like getting cooped up all day i'm in four walls <laughs> all day not stepping out and your income's directly correlated to being live which is a hard yeah. place to be because that's oh yeah it's almost an hourly wage at that point i heard i don't know where i heard this but i heard that like four hours of content creation or live streaming is kind of equal to nine hours of working in an office just because you're constantly on and you're like not down and you're talking and communicating. It's not just, it's not just you typing here and being chill. Yeah. You're Instead, not, you're not just, you're not just playing video games. Your, yeah. It's all your energy. Yeah. All your energy. It's a show. <laughs> yeah. Take care of yourself. That's for sure. No, absolutely. And I think one thing that you mentioned, just having people that are supportive around you mm -hmm. is so key because it's going to be ups and downs. Um, and I'm glad that both your husband and the other, your friends that you've got around you are supportive um, to help you through that because it is, it's definitely not something you should go through alone. 
No, and that's anything. If there's any bit of advice I can give, it's surround yourself, one, with like-minded people, but two, with just people who are willing to try to listen and understand. I was about to ask you for what's your one thing you would tell small streamers, but that seems like perfect advice to surround yourself with people that understand what you're doing and can be there for you. Yeah, because it's a whole mental game in the end. Cool. Well, that's a perfect segue. Sam, where can people, because they're going to love this episode, where can they find you um, if they're going to want to check out your content? So you could find me on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Seum, S-E-U-M. It's like the word museum without the mu. <laughs> yeah. <Love it. laughs> and then social media is uh, just Sam. So J-U-S-T-S-E-U-M. Pretty much any social. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Take care. Have fun. <laughs>